This is Phil Plate from Bad Astronomy, and I would think that Greg Waugh and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Episode 65 of Smart Enough to Know Better. Like, it couldn't be anything else. A podcast of science, comedy, and ignorance. Hooray! I'm Greg Waugh. And I'm Dan Beeston. Welcome to episode 65. We're going to be talking about reading glasses. We're also going to be talking about what Neanderthals gave to modern humans. We're going to name the Earth's moon. I'm also going to have a rant about things that cost less than space travel that we waste our money on. And we've got something extra special at the end. We made a rap song. <laughs> we, we, That's we, right. We just dropped some fat beats. And we, just, we, there are, uh, there's fat beats all over the floor. We just I'm sweeping them up right now. Fat um, beats. Where everyone is down on the yeah. oh, that's the fat good. beats that's, on the floor. So we're not dancing on the ceiling. Wait, that's not, oh, damn. No, that's, that's too pop. That's too pop. Too oh, pop. Damn it! Oh, I am so white. There's a rap. So hang on for the rap. If you normally hate the song at the end of the show. You're probably going to hate this one. No, no. Now you're going to have someone really visceral to blame. <laughs> no one's going to blame the Wu-Tang Clan because they will shoot you in the buttocks. Oh, yeah. We but have, we, but we, 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 we have no weaponsmith skills. We will not retaliate. We can't. Like, we'll, we'll winch. High pitch. Anyway, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Hey, who was that introducing us at the beginning? That was Phil Plate, the bad astronomer. From the Hey, that's a big get. That's a... That's, I know. That's right. He's 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 like us, but on telly. That's, and, and 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 obviously, real media trumps you know the media that we all choose to enjoy. <laughs> no, Phil's great. He has a blog, Bad Astronomer blog at Slate dot com, and it's really quite interesting. He's normally the first person when crazy astronomy stuff happens. He's the one going, "Hang on, hang on, whoa, everyone, calm down. Here's what we should be talking about." He's very useful. But the keyhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The keyhole. Exactly, and uh, so Phil Plate is a, a bit of a dude, bit of a bit of a sex god of astronomy now. One of those kind of geeky. Everyone goes, "Ooh, Phil Plate! Ooh, I'd like to touch his frontal cortex." Hey, Greg, yes. are you feeling lucky? Always, baby, always. Because we got nominated for an award. Uh, we certainly did. We have been nominated again for the UK Skeptics Magazine Best Podcast. Mm, the Occam Award. The, the Occams. Occam, the Occams. The Occams. Again, that's the second time. Second time nominated. Maybe yeah. this time victorious. Oh, fingers crossed. Oh, yes. I because hope we... that's what they like. That's what a skeptic, <laughs> a skeptic award wants, is all of the people going, oh, fingers crossed. Like, like, pray for us. Pray for us. Pray yeah, for us. Pray for us. Oh, God. <laughs> e- exactly right. I've got, bought some salt to throw over my shoulder. <laughs> and I'm not, I've, I've killed all the black cats in a four-mile radius. Well, <laughs> And my firstborn. And so, well, of course, otherwise the angry god who runs the sky won't let us win. Anyway, now we've lost all chances of winning the UK Skeptics Magazine Occam's Award. Still pretty excited by that. That's yeah. pretty cool. And uh, and it was all thanks to our fans, because the email that was sent to us was, you know, Dear Greg and Dan, uh, your fans have been very active again. Yes. And, and, uh, and we have now, so you are now shortlisted to be nominated. Mm. So there, there was a vague sense of, we forgot to close that loophole. <laughs> but so thank you, fans. Thank you, lovely listeners, for, for going into bat for us. And, and uh, we didn't even badge you to do it. So thank you very much. We do love you for it. And uh, personally and individually, as much or as little as you like. Dan. Yeah? You're pretty white. I am pretty. You're, that's not the word I was... Okay, you're white. 
You're so white. I'm white about being pretty. You're bi- I'm quite correct about that. No, no, please. Well, wow. Let's not go down that path. I've, I've, no. I've, I've started selective listening. Yes, and and also using old racist terms. Great. Um, no, what? You can't say if white is correct. Where do you yeah. think that comes from? Well, weft is incorrect. No. <laughs> Actually, good save. All right, I'll give you that. No, but anyway. So where does white skin come from? Mm. As in, we're, we're, we're the first humans. Well, the first where do humans come from? Uh, where do we evolve? On the savannas of Africa. Yeah, in East Africa. So we're the, the Rift Valley area, that sort of stuff. We kind of pretty, have a pretty the fair idea. The cradle of civilization. No, cradle, well, the cradle of humanity. We wouldn't say the cradle of civilization. Oh, That's, yeah. that, would be, that would be the Mediterranean, Mesopotamian area. Oh, all right. But anyway, yes. Neither here nor there. So, but the, but, and what colour were human skins originally? Um, I guess quite dark. Dark skinned, that's right. We, we were brown, uh, very, very dark because of all the melanin. So hang on, we're standing here. We're the whitest people that I have ever seen, and, and our rap will prove that later. <laughs> but <laughs> but where, where did this filthy pink skin come from? Okay, I think, I think... Oh, God. That's right. I think that when humans started to move north mm-hmm. into the colder climates, mm-hmm. they were not getting enough vitamin D because of the melanin, and so then the, those people who had less melanin in their skins would have more white skin, which would absorb the vitamin D better ah. and make them healthier, and then they would reproduce more effectively. Right, very good. This is, this is the idea. Basically, the, you're absolutely right. The, the people who had lighter skin had an evolutionary advantage and passed it on to their children, and they yeah. became whiter and whiter and whiter. And Just like fi- all of the great things. Became that- filthy pink larvae, kind of like a maggot. All over Europe. The maggots of Europe. That's what it's like. Think. I'm very down on, on, on my skin color today. But it's great. Very self-hating. I am. That's, that's just me. And, and everyone I can see. I got a lot of white guilt. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to be there is another vector that led to our white skin and other things about our bodies as well. It seems it came down to that thing I love the most. Oh, no, not the most. Second, I love astronomy the most. But the second thing I love the most, of course, is Neanderthal loving. Oh, man. Don't bon, bon, Neanderthals. Do, 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 do. It seems, it seems. Go on. Neanderthals gave us about 1.8% of our genome at the moment in, yep. in every one of us. But as we've talked about before, it's not the same genes in every one of us. So there's different genes across our genome. Neanderthal genes seem to be in sites in our genome that are very active and therefore they they punch way above their weight in genetic variability. So the, the genes they've given us seem to lead to bigger changes in our bodies. And where they Ooh. seem to be placed is around the keratin areas of our... Where, where keratin is. It's around our hair, what basically does of our hair, and our skin. Fingernails? Fingernails and, and our skin as well. So it seems that Neanderthals' genes... Maybe Neanderthals were whiter than us uh, to begin with. <gasps> and they Like those bad guys out of Game of Thrones. The White Walkers from the North. Ah. That's actually a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. That's, that's quite nice. Neanderthals passed on some of their genes to us, and it seems that it made our skins... Well, it... it <gasps> they're, the, they're the whites, aren't they? They're the whites? Yeah, that's... That's what they're called. The, the bad guys, they're called whites. White walkers. W-I-T-E. White walkers. No, they're just the zombie creatures, but there's another... There's two creatures up there. There's the zombie humans. Yes. And then which are the white walkers. And then there's the whites, which are the big, nasty... Competent. Oh ones, right! Oh, there you go. I, I think I didn't, didn't realise that. Well, there you go. I think you'd know more about that if you've read the books or listened to someone who talked about the books. That's right. We'll get on to Girl Comes immediately, and she'll put us right. Anyway, the point of this is, it seems that there is some evidence anyway that the, the, our white skin has lots to do with Neanderthals passing genes on to us and and having a very active part of the genome. Also, our straight hair. 
a lot of a lot of Asian people, and I, mean, I, have, I have very straight hair, slight curl to it. You have quite curly hair, actually. Yeah, it's a, it, well, <laughs> and that's only because with a lot of product, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it just looks like a like a fuzzy mess. He looks like Sideshow Bob, which is the yeah. When we when he was young, actually, he really did. When you were in your twenties, I started oh. looking like Kramer, and then as I grew it out, it just became more Sideshow Bob. <laughs> but it seems to be evidence that a lot of our straight hair, any anyone who is not now uh, from Africa, then your hair, if it's straight, probably comes from Neanderthal genes in your in your body, which is awesome. So it seems that they they gave us a lot of good things, which is awesome. How nice are Neanderthals? The wheel. Fire? No, no, no. It's about genetic stuff. But unfortunately, with every good thing, there comes a raft of horror. Oh, not a raft. A raft of horror. They, it looks like they gave us white skin. Rafts of horror do and not it looks, float my boat. <laughs> and it looks like they gave us straight hair. But they seem to have given us type 2 diabetes, mm-hmm. Crohn's disease, Ouch. and lupus. Oh, it's always lupus. It's always, it's always lupus. So thanks, Neanderthals, for, for making us pale and maggoty, but also screw you for giving us all type 2 by diabetes. I'm so conflicted. attending this apocalypse brunch mm. since the end of days it has been really hard to get the old social group together i know i know there's so much to do after the fall of civilization to those zombie hordes food acquisition shelter building <coughs> zombie eradication oh yes of course <coughs> well that's the main reason i wanted to talk today It's about our dating chances in this brave and terrifying new world. Tell me about it. The zombie plague gene has been located on the Y chromosome. Only men can become zombies. I haven't been able to isolate a cure yet either. I'm sure you will. Oh, thanks. I'm just getting a little fed up with the dating scene. I'm independent, successful, I can bullseye a zombie brain with a throwing axe at 20 metres. But I can't find a partner. Mm, I hear you. Same here. I've even lost a lot of weight. Though, technically, that was due to a lack of resources. Still, apocalypse chic does look good on you. My abs have never looked so good due to all the running and swinging heavy objects. I'm all front and back. The hottest I've ever been. I know, I know. But do they notice? No. No. Bloody men. They only want one thing. Professor Downey mentioned last podcast that the human race... (sighs) You like him. Professor Downey. The human race is training its eye to focus more on close things like computer screens Mm, mm. uh, than far away things like runaway gazelles. Mm, Yes. Now, there are a couple of different types of things that happen to the eye. You've got hyperopia, which is Mm long-sightedness, which means you can't see things close. Right. You just see things that are long. Yep, sure. So long-sightedness. I wish that that was back... It sounds back to front. Yes, yeah, it does. It it should be... Long broken eyes <laughs> and short broken eyes. Yes, but no. I mean, it's very optimistic. It's like, oh, you can still see long. Yes, that's good. You're long sighted. You're long sighted. Yeah, you're long sighted. Great. You're like a superhero. Yeah, with, with telescopic vision. Yeah. <laughs> or myopia, which is short sightedness, where mm-hmm. you can't see things in the distance, is a uh, short sighted. You can see stuff really close. That's, that's, that's great. That's great. Now, uh, those are imperfections. 
mm. on the eyeball. The curve. The, the curve eye. of the, curve the, the, the entire eyeball. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the lens, uh, I thought. Now, on the other hand... Well, it's the it's, lens on the front of the eye, not the, not the eyeball itself. Well, the whole thing... Mm. Becomes the flattened. whole system... Yes. Like... Mm. Mm. I don't know if it is. The ball itself, doesn't it? It's, it's, the, it's the drying out of the, of the lens. No. 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 No, no. I'm talking oh. about oh. hyperopia and oh. myopia. I stand corrected. What you're talking about oh. is presbyopia, <gasps> which mm. is the far-sighted caused when you oh. age. Normal age-related changes. Because mm. the lens in the eye is a sort of a squishy bag of protein. Mm-hmm. But as you age, it hardens and stiffens. So if you're approaching your 40s, it's just around the corner, Captain 2020. Uh, well, yes, yeah, so unfortunately, I went to optometrist last year and he went, he went, actually, no, your, your eyesight's really good. It's fine. And then he went, how old are you? And I went, I'm 38. And he went, I'll see you in two years. And I was like, <laughs> really? And he went, oh, yeah, statistically highly likely. And I was like, son of a... It's like, yes. Mm. He was very smug and he made the money gesture at me. Ah, right. <laughs> there is evidence that exposure to Chad... <gasps> The Earth's sun yes. has a strong effect on hardening the lens. Mm-hmm. So you can avoid wearing glasses by wearing dark glasses. Mm. And, they're, but they're cool. But they're cool. Yeah. They are cool. Nothing wrong with wearing glasses. Wearing real normal glasses just makes you look like a giant nerd cyborg. It's, it's, it's funny how things have changed. When I, was, when I was younger, I refused to wear... When I'm talking about my teens, I refused to wear sunglasses because only surfer douchebags wore sunglasses, in my opinion. And I was a geeky kid, so I was like, no, I'm not going to wear them because... I don't want to be that guy. Like, I really was against the concept of wearing them. And that went right into my late 20s. I just had this weird thing. Like, I'm not wearing, I'm not, I am not a sunglass wearer. That's not me at all. I'm not cool enough for that. Yeah, that's right. No, I'm too cool to be cool. Yeah. And, 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 but then I realized, actually, those people are actually saving their eyes from the hideous radiation from Chad, which is burning their, my face at all times. So, anyway, oh, screw it. I'm wearing them. Now I wear really cool sunglasses. And people have actually said to me, hey, they're cool sunglasses. they Thanks. I became the guy I hated the most. Ah, but my eyes. A while ago now. Oh. <laughs> and it's not just you. The uh... <laughs> now some people think that wearing glasses makes your vision deteriorate faster. Mm. I've mm. heard you mention. I've heard. This. I've said this before. Yes. Now that's not so much true when it comes to a presbyopia. Because yeah. it's got nothing to do with how strong the eye muscles are and everything to do with the hardening of the lens itself. Ah, so, of course, you're not damaging anymore. Yeah, I see. Yeah. You're not weakening anything, yeah. Now, it can seem like your vision is getting worse because you get a better perspective of the difference between good vision uh, and bad vision. Uh, yes. But, and here's the thing, it does train you to be lazier. It's like when you get your driver's license. Mm. You can still walk everywhere, mm. but... Nah, I won't. I'll just, I'll just tear around yeah. on my beautiful yeah. car. You know, so physically, <laughs> uh, your eyes can still focus as, as well, mm. but when you take your glasses off, they're kind of like, ah, I'm not going to, though. Because I know, put your glasses back on. Put the glasses back on. Come on. Do that yeah. thing that makes my life easier. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That's only presbyopia. What's the hang on, Sadie? Uh, it is called <laughs> presbyopia. Presbyopia, okay. So that won't change that. What? So the lens is activated by a muscle. Right, yes. Yeah. Pulling and squeezing and yeah. that sort of stuff. There are, there are three sets of muscles, actually. There are three sets of muscles that move your eye around. Your you do- eye or your lens? Oh, no, I'm talking about the eye. That's your eye yeah. itself. Sorry, yeah, it moves it around. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Sorry. Okay, yes, yeah, so you're talking about the lens. Got but it. But the lens is activated by, by a muscle. Right. What if you could build that muscle up? Like a weightlifter, but with my vision. <laughs> if I could build that muscle so strong that mm. I could force the lens to do exactly what I want, then I would be laughing. This is called vision therapy. Ooh. It was developed in the 20s. 1920s? Not. Yes, right. 1920s. I'm just saying, just in case people in the future listen to this yeah. podcast. Six years in the future, <laughs> this information was sent back to me. <laughs> 
That's weird, yeah, because yeah. in a couple of years yeah. it's going to be, we're in the 20s. 20s yeah. da, da, the ro- da. And if people are not wearing flapper skirts and, and zoot suits, oh my goodness, it's we've wasted an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, neo-flappers, neo-gangsters, that's what we want to all, everyone wants to dress like. Get on it, fashion world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to be wearing a zoot suit. Okay, so I was developed in... And the tw- a feather in my head, like a hat with a feather. Basically, I want to be the mask. That's from the movie, that's what I want to dress the most. Yeah, a bit and, green face. Uh, well, the, I don't have the green face, but, you know, I just, I just need that. I don't want people to laugh at me because we're all doing it so vision therapy mm, mm, good good simple eye exercises working out your eye yes for 30 days your vision can return to 2020 vision really ah, i woke up this morning and i didn't need to put on my glasses you've been doing it my vision was 2020 what? um on a completely unrelated note i can't seem to find my contact lenses uh, they just vanished after I assume I took them out last night when I got home. <laughs> right. Thank you. I see. Uh, and I have this terrible scratching, burning sensation. Terrible scratching, burning sensation. I'm assuming that's just the feeling the burn from the eye exercises. <laughs> okay, so you can't make okay. your eye... I mean, no, you if can't really eye- make your eye stronger. Is that what you're trying to say here? If your eyeball is the wrong shape, yeah. eye exercises won't address the problem. Right. Like myopia mm. and the other one. Hy- hypopia. Hypopia. Hy- hy- Hyperopia? Hyperopia. Hyperopia. Hey, hyperopia. It's not going to address the problem sure. because the shape of the eyeballs are wrong. Yeah, yeah. If you've got astigmatism, it means your retina is abnormal. It's sort of lumpy mm. rather than smooth. So the light can't focus and hit mm. all at the same time in mm. a focused pattern. So it's sort of blotchy. Yeah. In blo- there's a blotchy sense of uh, blurriness. Sure. If you were trying to fix that, you couldn't just exercise it. You'd have to press it flat. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't press Don't it Don't touch flat. your eyeball. <laughs> Now, presobiopia is the hardening of the lens. It's kind of like the difference between bending a yoga mat mm-hmm. and trying to bend a piece of perspex mm. from the side, but the perspex is just not pliable enough. Yeah. It, it's going to make its own form when you push it from the side. It's not going to make be it as nice. easy. Like with a yoga mat, you can really you just squish it into the right Yeah, Yeah, I see what you're saying. So you, you get, yeah, you get that. Yeah, you have to make it into a lens, actual lens, instead of just a big flat sheet. So a recent p- review of research published in peer-reviewed scientific journals failed to uncover any studies showing that eye exercises can alter the eye's basic anatomy significantly mm. or eliminate presbyopia, which no one escapes after a certain age. It is possible that you could train your brain to adapt to the, our changing vision, mm. as was pointed out mm, in mm. our last podcast. By Professor Downey. Yeah. Mm. But your eyeball shape dictates your vision and no amount of exercise will return your vision. Mm. Any of the poorly cobbled together web pages that claim otherwise are scams. Fair enough. But there are exercises for things like lazy eye and eye tracking and some of the more quirky eye problems mm. that often affect children. Muscle, probably muscle-related. Muscle-related. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's interesting how you talk about the eye can't be trained, really. You know, it, it, you're kind of stuck with what the eyeball is doing, which makes a lot of sense. Or mm-hmm. the brain can fix up a little bit. But we have been fixing eyeball for a long time. We call it glasses and lenses, and we, we use them a lot. And for a long time, when I was a kid, there was, was a giant stigma <laughs> to wear uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but to wearing them. But nowadays, there isn't. Nowadays, there is a, a comeback. Uh, maybe the people I hang out with, glasses are cool again. Yeah, that glasses, beards and lumberjack shirts. Yeah, your beards. And, and, I've, and I've, I've got the beard going. Vespers. I've got the beard. I'm not going to wear a lumberjack shirt or drive a Vespa, but glasses may be something that, that, I, that people like. 
like. So it's pretty good. It's, I'm glad that we have this technology. Like, we can't run at 100 k's an hour, so we drive cars, motorcycles, and vehicles. No one goes, oh, you're driving a car. You can't drive. You know, except Usain Bolt, of course, because he just lords it over all of us like the mutant he is. But for some reason, glasses was considered a weird thing. And you're why. It's a bit of technology that... that that um, either fixes a problem or gives you a superhuman ability yeah, to yeah. not be blinded by ultraviolet light or whatever. Mm. I think it's pretty not much. like hipster beards, which, what's the point of them? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Frog Princess has started a new game because mm. there's a new trendy bar that's mm. opened up in the corner of the valley. Right. And we tend to drive past there a lot. And she plays this game where she counts the beards <laughs> as we drive past at high speed. She loves that game. She's like, bids, bids! She won't be able to count that high very soon. That number, no. that number is exponentially growing. Mm-hmm. It's time for a cull. My lord, there is a new comet in the sky. Yes, just as predicted by the astronomers. Everyone is very excited. It's called Bohanstein's Comet after the astrophysicist who first discovered it. Do you know the red color is created because it's rich in strontium carbonate? Very interesting, my lord. But it has unsettled some of the more superstitious in the realm. Well, uh, let's pay for some government advertising explaining the science of it. Get it on their televisions during Easteros's next top model. Now, what of this claim to the throne? There is talk of a youth, a bastard of the last king. Oh, well, let's, let's chat to the boy, check his genetic markers, and also see if he's up to the job. But your position of power, my lord. Well, my throne is up for re-election in two years. Maybe we need some young blood. Now, most crucial of all... Are we prepared for the predicted long winter cycle? Yes, my lord. The hydroponic farms are already creating 60% of our food supply. We should have more than enough to last the five years and 28 days that winter will last. No, I'm actually quite looking forward to it. Hot chocolate, a roaring fireplace, and the skiing! I can't wait for the skiing! It's good to see you in such high spirits, my lord. Winter is coming! Enough fun and games. All right. I've been a jovial fellow for much too long I will on this podcast. Put, I'll put the hoop and stick away. You better. I'll put the uh, it's cup time, back in the ball. It's time for my inner rage to build up as I rant once again about space travel. It's, oh, God. We know. Don't, don't cross Neanderthals me. and space travel. <laughs> you might as well call me two-pronged Greg on this one. Don't cross me, Beeston, because I'm going there. there okay. I'm just, it's just, people complain. Still, still, after this podcast has been around for many years, people still bitch to me, to my face, probably just to rile me up, about the cost of space travel. And I read it in papers. I'm one of them. You, you, you do. You just break into my house and point out costs to me. It's a terrifying ordeal. But I'm 
frustrated. There was a report that came out that talked about things that cost more than space travel in the United States alone. This is a United States report. Things yeah. that cost more than space travel. And let me point out one of them. It really, 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 really annoys me. You know the James Webb, Webb Space Telescope? Have you heard this before? Yes. It's, it's one of those things that you started talking about, then I zoned out. Absolutely. It's going to be the... It's going to be the replacement for the, the Hubble Space Telescope. Because the Hubble's old and it's, had, it's got contact oh, lenses. Okay, yes. It's feeling a bit out of it, you know. And, and the technology's moved on. It's been it's an amazing. It should do work. eye exercises. It should not. Uh, they had. They, it's already wears glasses. It already does wear a big. Yeah. It has to wear glasses, so it's, it's doing well. So the James Webb, and it was almost cancelled because people went, "Well, that's eight point eight billion dollars. We can't possibly." And they cancelled it. Or they tried to cancel it, and people went, "Whoa!" And now they didn't cancel it. And okay, it's okay. back. James Webb's back because eight point eight billion dollars. That sounds like a lot. You holy crap! That's yeah. a lot of money for a camera. For a camera that points at space. Yeah, we've already got pictures of space. We, we, we know it's black. It's got lights in it. What the hell, scientists? Get Pointed on. at some waterfalls, and, so, and or point it, point it at your enemies so you can fire a nuclear weapon. And anyway. now. The point here is, yep. I'm angry because um, the U.S. spends 14 billion dollars a year. 14 billion, 14 billion. We're the biggest army in the world. No, no, not the army. Oh no, oh no, plastic That's surgery, got- plastic surgery in the U.S. People spend 14 billion dollars in the U.S. on plastic surgery, and they have the gall... So that they can look oh. nice in photographs <laughs> taken by much less expensive cameras. Oh, don't, don't... Oh, okay, fine, fine. Okay, where, where, where are the most beautiful people in the world from? Um, actually, technically, supposedly by test, is uh, like Eurasians. It's like people who are a mix of you. Oh, God, yeah. yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's a whole... good looking. Yeah, Europeans and Asians mixing yeah. hybrids, or sexy well, hybrids. I went to London, yeah. and it's all buck-tooth weirdos and stuff. <laughs> Like, well, in America, they're all gorgeous. They're gorgeous. Every one of them? Uh, most of them, yeah. Are you basing this on the one American who came to Brisbane and hung out with us for a while? He was pretty good looking, but I'm just wondering. Isn't no, it? I went to America. America, and... the, the, they have the highest rate of obesity in the world, and we're second in Australia, so, you know, are you sure? Yeah, but this is when I was out walking. Oh, so I, right. I didn't see people just dwelling in their homes. That's true. That's just an gently. Like, hey, hey, don't get me off track. Sorry, yeah. Don't get me off track. My rage is, is pure. My my righteous anger is still burning. So I will tell you, I'm not just going to tell you about America. I'm going to tell you about another country, a poor country, a poor country, India, which wants to become a rich country, has many, many educated people, has so many poor people because of their stupid caste system. Yeah, I said it's dumb. It's pulling them back. The Indian Space Research Organization are putting a satellite around Mars. They're spending $75 million on that. They went, that's pretty cool. They, India putting a satellite around Mars. Well that's done, right. India. That's brilliant. $75 million. People bitched about $75 million. People are like, oh, you know, $75 million. $75 million. Million, million, not billion, million dollars. Yep. That country spends $800 million on fireworks for religious festivals throughout the year. $800 million, more than 10 times the amount. You know, and you're saying that they should just not do that? Yes! You know what? I reckon that there's probably a solution that benefits everyone. <laughs> I can see where you're going. Okay. You get $800 million worth of fireworks, yeah, 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 you yeah. jam them up a uh-huh. rocket, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and you make the best yes. rocket launch ever. Absolutely. Just the first rocket launch, we're going three, one, three, two, one. We have cleared the tower. We're Orange. Red. red green. Blue. Green. <laughs> System Whee! failure. <laughs> the run, run. <laughs> Engines have failed. 
Silver. <laughs> anyway, don't get me off track. I have one more. One more to yell at the audience. All I'm, right. I'm doing it. It takes money to develop a, a rocket, okay? So SpaceX, you know SpaceX, uh, Elon Musk, who I also have a terrible man crush on, Elon Musk. If you haven't heard about Elon, we haven't really talked about much on Smart Enough, Elon. He's the guy who designed the Tesla. Well, not designed. He worked, owns um, yep. Tesla. He got his money from PayPal. PayPal he created PayPal, and he also runs, uh, basically uh, runs SpaceX as well. We talked about him on Spartacast that, that one time, the other podcast yep. we were involved in. And I do have a massive size man crush on this guy because he's kind of like the Tony Stark of the real world. He's just this cool guy. He's really intelligent and has all these really cool ideas and goes, well, why don't we just throw money at the problem until it goes away technologically? And everyone goes, you can't. Actually, you can do that. You've got a good point there, Elon. He's like, yes. And he walks But the out. taxpayers won't pay that. Just, I've got it in my, my pocket. pocket. He's, a, he's billions. Just let me do it. Just let me build a Hyperloop train from your cities. We can't possibly. Actually, we can let him do it. It's really, he's, he's wonderful. I love him. Anyway, SpaceX developed. Used your passion is flying uh, all up and down. SpaceX spent, reportedly spent $300 million on the Falcon 9 rocket in 2010. Oh, you Three. think of how many fireworks you could buy for that. <laughs> well, half a year's worth nearly. $300 million on a Falcon, developing, developing the Falcon X rocket. So you go, oh, well, that's a lot of money wasted to develop a rocket. $300 million. Well, let me put you straight, Dan, before you jump in. That seems like a lot of money. Thank $300 you. million. It is. Thank you for going with me. Gillette. Yeah, the shaving company. Yes. They developed the Mac 3. So SpaceX developed for $300 million the Falcon 9. Yep. Gillette developed the Mac 3. How high does that go? Well, it's, it's got three blades and it scrapes your face, all the hair off your face. It's a, it's a razor. It's oh, a disposable right. razor. They spent $750 million developing the Mac 3 razor. Trust a man with a beard to complain about <laughs> razor technology. I, I, you know, and I actually use Mac 3, so I am a filthy hypocrite. I am going to, from this moment on, I am going to shave ahead with nothing but a Falcon 9 rocket. That's all I'm going to use from now on. <laughs> Hooray! Let me light these fireworks in celebration. <laughs> Praise Buddha. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to name the moon. Naming the moon. Not just any moon. Hang on, you better have to put some potentious music on it. Like, dun, 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 dun. 2001. Dun, 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 dun. That's the stuff. Should I? Yes. Should I? Absolutely. Extra work for me. Uh, yes, but it's really important. Otherwise, it, it just, this, this, I just sound like a lunatic babbling about the um, thus spake Varasustra. Well, let's stop sounding like lunatics and name the Earth. Name moon. the moon. Of course, we'll be naming the the moon of Chad Eight. Chad Eight, the, name. the eighth planet discovered around the star Chad. Smart enough, no better. Was the first podcast to ever name the sun. But mm. I'm sure you all Which know has that. No official, official name. name, as pointed out by the. IAU. Oh, yep. And saying, well, we can't officially call it that, but you can call it whatever you like. So we can get 7 billion people to call it. Well, no, 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 more than 3.5 billion yeah. people. It's easy. Then, of course, it will become Chad. Of course, there's another celestial body up there. There's something else that hovers over us, watching us, yep. controlling our tides. Mm-hmm. The moon. Yep. And we got you to send in and help promote the podcast at yeah, the same it's time. It's very, very successful. <laughs> to name the moon. Interestingly enough, no one went, 
How about Luna? Yes, no one, no one, no one. And well done. Good job. We like you because of that. No one gave that silly thing. Someone did try and say it, but it's called Luna. And I was like, actually, I think you'll find that it's that's not his name. It's no. not its official name. According to the no. IAU, you're wrong. Yep. We have a letter here that proves how wrong you are. Yep. It's good. I and how wrong I, we are. But I, I love, skipped across that piece. I love that letter now. It's yeah. so good to bring out parties. <laughs> so we've got a whole list to get through. Indeed. So Here are really your choices. Ones? My first one, I'm going to give the first one. All right. Matthias from Twitter said Mondus. Mondus. Mondus is where the Cybermen came from. Ah. I, I originally really liked Mondus, mm-hmm. but then I had a problem. Mondus is the planet on the other side of the sun from the Earth. It's like in, in Doctor Who, there's like another planet on exactly the same orbit, but on the other side, it's always ah. hidden from us. And the Cybermen come from there. And But that's no, the moon's not Mondus. That doesn't make sense. Ah, right. It doesn't make sense. So, so there, is, there is crazy conspiracy theorists who say that the moon is actually hollow and it's a big alien spaceship. Ah. Mad people. Right. Mm. Well, to paraphrase Garfield, I hate Mondas. <laughs> the next one on my list was from Lingo Nerd, mm-hmm. and he recommended Garth, which I actually really oh, liked. Okay. Yeah, because it, there's, the, there's the new, the new, well, the new Garth, it would be. Mm-hmm. New Garth. Yep. And then for the first two weeks, Garth would wax. Yes. And then in the second two weeks, Garth would wane. Oh! Oh wow, that is very good. That is Garthwood. Wow, all for a pun, for a, for a pun from the nineties, a nineties pun. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. But we're not, we're not, we're not going to do that. No, no, we're not. No, it's, it, it, it's one of those like the B sharps. It was funny at the start, and then it just yeah. <laughs> Flying monkeys might come out of my butt yeah, before we do that. Very good. We had a, a, a Marley was sent to us as well. Marley from Contradict the Law. From Contradict the Law, and we had for a good Aussie female name, we had Cheryl. Cheryl uh, was sent to us. Cheryl, so it'd be Chad and Cheryl. And, and I went, ah, oh, look, I, I want to promote a female Australian name, but I just think this is an international thing, not, yeah. not, not just for Australians. So um, Then I, maybe you'd like Asio Cupcake's idea of a female counterpart, which would be Tamika. Tamika. Tamika and uh, Chad. Tamika and they Chad. They do sound uh, like the sort of people who would surf in the morning mm, and then drink lattes in the afternoon. Make, make, make sweet, sweet love under the rays of the setting sun. I'm now jealous oh. of astral bodies. I am. <laughs> That's what everyone says when they see them. But uh, Cheryl, Whoa, check out those astral, astral bodies. <laughs> Call the police. That's filthy. Uh, we also were sent from Faulty Fuzzbright taking on the whole Pokemon thing. I think not the thing. It's Pokemon, but it's that kind of That's cute a big ball in the sky. I just can't. I just can't look into the sky and say it's Chad and Fuzzbright. I'm sorry, I can't. So uh, yeah, it's just too cute. Too yeah. cute, too cute. It has to have something portentous. Oh, here's a here's a fun one from Mister Kavins. Uh huh. Blanche. Blanche. Yeah. Oh. So to blanch something is to cook it in, just boil the shit out of it until it's white. <laughs> no, but it's to boil it slightly until it's white. You don't yeah. blanching it just like blanching peas. You put it into water quickly. Oh, yeah. so quickly. You don't boil the hell out of it. You no, cook it in cabbage. True. But yes, it makes it white. Yeah. Blanch means white. to whiten. To whiten. And so the moon like, oh, is that's quite, quite clever. Oh, it's pretty good. Oh, it's white. It's pretty good. The blanch. Yeah. Blanch. Oh, it's, 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 or is it white or is it black but really reflective? I can never remember. It's pretty white. It's yeah, pretty, it's white, It's, isn't it's it? a grey thing yeah. that reflects a lot of light. It's a very high reflective index. Yes. It's putting a lot of the light from the sun at us. Yes. Right. So uh, it's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a... Joey Wesley said cheddar. Oh, because like, oh, it's made of cheese. Made of cheese. We don't want to push the stupid... We don't want to push no. No, no, no. no. So we have gonna, our own stupid things to push. And we're not going to like call it named after popes or things like that yeah. or, or religious figures because, you know, that would just be weird for our podcast to do. And there was Cody from Baron Von Vorg. There was Marley. Marley. Oh, no, we've already just done that one. Yep. There was Gwen, Brianna, uh, Francis and Hannah. 
But I... Pretty names. I pretty names, but I can't see why we named the moon after them. I, I sat for a while going, is this? Is there a joke here? I'm not too sure. Is something clever? Boy, we're not looking for a joke. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't not, work... This is serious stuff, Greg. Sorry, Garth Wayne. I, yes, of course. That's, um, yes. Mm. Right. But I couldn't say these are all good girls' names, but not the name for the moon. Mm. And then I found the one that I'm going to say it is. Yeah? And, and this is it. And I, yeah, I, I, will... I may disagree. Well, I don't care if you disagree. This is what it is. Yeah? Chip. Oh, that's good. Chip. Yeah. Chip and Chad. Chip and Chad. That's awesome. But not, yep. not only is it not just an alliteration and, and, and sounds good, but it's, it is a chip. The moon is a chip. But back at the start of the Earth, the Earth was in space. It was pretty much molten, if, if not sort of hardening up. And it was smashed by a Mars-sized body. Uh, and it smashed off the, the, the rocky crust from our planet. And the, the, the Mars-like body's core went into our core. And the, the bits of their crust flew off into space into a big ring. And very, very quickly, it coalesced into... We've talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, two moons, basically. They said it was a big one and a little one. And they finally, those two meshed together, glommed on top of the other, which explains why the moon has certain characteristics it has now. It is a chip. That's what it is. It's a chip of the earth. I don't know. Chip and Chad, come on. Uh, everyone, just, wherever you are right now, stand up and say, I see chip. I huh? think that uh, maybe yeah. I disagree. I think oh. that if, you, if you're calling something, because it, it was a very fluid mm. experience for that planetoid to hit the earth. It, it was, was blobbed up. It blobbed. It blobbed. Like a chip is a hard thing getting knocked off Another hard thing. Uh, but more importantly, mm. Chip and Chad sounds like an electronic voting process in the UK. They've got Chip and Pin for getting their money out. <laughs> They've got Chip and Chad for voting because they got the Chads off the... Oh, so you I the see. Chip, oh. And then you Chad. Oh, I see. It sounds like a yeah. service. So when you're voting for conservatives, Chip and Chad. Yeah, Chip and Chad. Yeah, that's not... Uh, nah. My favourite? Uh, My favourite? can't be better than Chip. Well, Chip and Chad also sounds like motorcycle police. Or, oh, that, you make it sound like a bad thing. It's or, a bad it thing. It maybe even sounds like rescue rangers. Let's face it. It <laughs> sounds like many chip, things. Chip, 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 chip and Chad. Astral bodies. Chip, 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 chip and Chad. When they're floating high. Come on, but you say it's, we, just, we just created a song. dynamics. We just made a song. This proves it's brilliant. No, I, okay, I, I want to run one last mm, name okay, by you. All right, yeah, right. Dan Spence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm says that the moon mm. should be called Colin in reference mm. to the least popular of the three men who originally visited that astral body. Because you've got Buzz Aldrin, yeah, Mr. Punchy Face. <laughs> We've got uh, one small step guy. Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. One of the most famous names on yep. the planet. Even even seven-year-olds can name Neil Armstrong. You couldn't. That's and a bit You never scary. can. Neil Armstrong. And then, in, in fact, you put Buzz Aldrin first. Yeah. Neil Armstrong was first. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin went second. Yeah. Okay. And who didn't get to be there? Michael Collins. Michael Collins. Floating above yeah. the unsung hero. Unsung uh. No more. So he, he was always in orbit around the moon. So you're saying now he will forever be in orbit around the Earth. Yes. I like it. And also... I in, like it. In the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy mm -hmm. 5, mm -hmm. there's a robot called Colin mm -hmm. that I really like, and mm -hmm. he follows people around too. That, that's a reason not to... No. Uh, but Michael Collins... Michael Collins! Oh, you, you, oh, you knew. You tr you've trumped my knowledge of astral bodies, how the, how the moon was created. Yep. With something that's even more important is, is, is making sure people remember a momentous occasion when humans first went to the moon... 
Okay, fine, it's Colin. Yay! Colin. So we have picked the name of the moon. The moon is now named... You can still call it the moon. Well, you can... It's, its description is the moon. But the moon's name is now officially... Colin. Colin. Let it be. So mote it be. <laughs> Colin and Chad. Astral body. Colin and Chad. When they're floating high. No one will ever see them rive. I can't. I run out of the words. Colin and Chad. Astral bodies. Colin and Chad. Send in the next patient, please. Thanks for seeing me, Doctor. And no problems. Take a seat and have a drink of water. Also, by law, I have to tell you that I am not a medical doctor. Oh, so you're not a doctor. I am a licensed alternative medical therapist. And I do have a PhD in Eastern philosophy. Oh, so you are a doctor. Sure, why not? Ah, good. I've contracted a really aggressive lung cancer, mesothelioma. I've been seen by a range of regular doctors and the prognosis isn't good. The mass is too large to operate and chemotherapy and radiation therapy would most likely kill me before killing the cancer. They all say there's nothing they can do. They would say that. They are blinkered by science and reproducible results. They are blind to the mysteries and wonder of alternative medicines. So you can help me? Uh, sure. Why not? Hmm. Reading your aura, I suggest a strong course of aromatherapy. Aromatherapy? I want to kill the cancer, not make it smell like potpourri. Fair enough. Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe a more direct alternative therapy is required. Sounds good. Something stronger. Stronger. Something hard-hitting. Yeah. Something like a really intensive course of... Yeah. Reiki! Reiki. Reiki! Isn't that massage, but without the proven benefits of human contact? You're simplifying a very traditional and mysterious... Pass. Uh, fine, fine. How about... Colonic irrigation. The cancer is in my lungs, not my ass. But your root chakra is connected to your heart chakra. No. Okay, okay, um, let me see... Urine therapy. No. Magnet therapy. No. Reflexology. No. Bach flower therapy. What's that? I take the petals of flowers and use them to make a healing pulse and apply directly no. to the... Homeopathy. No. Oh, well, technically, the more you dilute the homeopathic ingredients, the stronger they become. And seeing I put no medicine in your water, it must be very potent. You know I'm not paying for that, don't you? Damn it. Okay. There's only one more treatment I can think of. Uh-huh. Trident therapy. Trident therapy. Trident therapy. Is that a metaphor for a three-pronged medical intervention using chemotherapy, radiation therapy, and some other medical treatment? Oh, no. It's where you battle the cancer. With a trident. To the death. What? Here's your trident. I, I really don't understand what you're telling me. Could you please explain? Release the cancer! <laughs> Walk of shame. Shame. Matt Berger or Berger? Berger. Mm-hmm. Matthew Berger. Matthew Berger. He wants to call you to task. <laughs> oh, he would. Bring it. Greg has mentioned a couple of times mm. that the fastest speed a human can go, mm. unassisted, is around 36 kilometres per hour and yeah. cites Usain Bolt as the example. I think that's right, yes. Isn't that right? And this is derived from Bolt's 
sub a 10 second time in the mm. 100 meters sprint. Mm. It was mm. like 9.6. I think seconds. I already know yeah. where this is going. So but go on. 37.57 kilometers per hour. Yes, right. So, but that was really wrong. Okay, I'm, yeah. I was out by a kilometer. I accept that. Yeah. No, 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 ah. no. No. Uh. We were out by substantially no. more than that, actually. Uh-huh. Because a human being doesn't start running at 37.57 kilometers per hour. They have to accelerate, Greg. So for Bolt, the fastest <laughs> interval of his fastest speed was between the 60-metre mark and the 80-metre mark yeah. and was run at an average speed of 44.72 kilometres per hour. Uh, it's relevant because you often use the speed at 36 kilometres per hour as an mm-hmm. indicator of whether or not a human being outrun a cryptid mm-hmm. or a physical event. Mm-hmm. Often they can, mm. but only for a one or two seconds and only with a running start. <laughs> I love that. This is the sort of listener I love the most, who finds some pitnicky little detail and extrapolates it out mm. to extraordinary mathematical lengths and puts me to in my place. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you, Mr. Berger. I give you an atheist blessing. <laughs> Wonderful. Love it. Thank you. There's another one. Oh, God damn it. Yep. I have none, which means that I've got nothing for you. Damn it. No, nothing for you. I'll bring it, bring it. I'll enjoy right. the first one. Okay. This one is from a listener called Sean King. In episode 62, Ned's Dead, mm-hmm. Greg waffled on about musket balls not being powerful enough to penetrate the Kelly's armour at Glen Rowan. Mm-hmm. He may have had a point had the siege taken place a hundred years earlier. Oh. This is 1880, the height of the Wild West. We're talking about weapons virtually indistinguishable from modern civilian arms. Uh-huh. In fact, the Winchester Lever Action 3030 has changed not one jot from that point in time. <laughs> in fact, it was the, as he points out, it was the advent of the mighty musket that basically removed armour from the battlefield. Fair enough. Fair enough. I know nothing about guns. I wouldn't even know which way to point them. Thank you, Sean King. And... Oh. The final one. Yes, bring it. <laughs> Philip Grayson mm-hmm. is going to call out Michelle Bannister. Oh, you mean? Yeah, you just dodged a bullet. Just, my oh, phew, thank goodness. But but that, that's one of our that's one of our interviewees. Yeah, yeah. Gonna, friend in, of the show. Friend of the show. You really? We're gonna what? Yeah. Oh. She said that the Voyager mission program launched in around 1968. Mm. But, as Philip points out, the Voyager probes actually launched in 1977. We didn't even get to the moon until 1969. This is a good point. (laughs) I just realised that. We sent probes out before that, though. Yeah. The moon was not the first thing we shot into the sky. But but it was way before... Yes, yeah, yeah. anyway. Now... I, I, I don't. I feel a bit awkward because mm. Michelle Bannister is so lovely. I mm. hate for her to have to walk the walk of shame. Right. So I'm trying to find a way <laughs> so that she can avoid doing that. I see. Now she's big enough and intelligent enough to take this. You realise? No, we got to protect her. No. What are you saying? On International Women's Day, a big strong man should protect her. No, tiny. no. Please, no. please stop yeah. speaking. Okay. But I, st- I still have some valid points. Oh, you have a valid point. Yeah. Not just being, not just now, being a sexist douche. Remember, <laughs> remember that. Mi- <laughs> That uh, Michelle works with Outer Planets. Yes. So the difference between 1968 and 1977 is nine years. Right. Nine years is only one 18th of a year for Neptune. Oh. Well, that's, not, that's not even uh, a month. Oh, I see. She was a month out, Neptunian yeah. month out. But yeah, they, yes, they, they were still good. in the same star oh, sign. Absolutely. Which is really important. 
I see. Well done. No good save. Good uh, save on that uh, one. Yeah, yeah. And and cool. even if you feel mm. that that's like mm. a little bit ten- tenuous, mm. the Voyager probes launched in 1977. Yes, but the Voyager mission. Well, it launched in 1972. Right. Two different types of launches. Yes. But that was only four years after 1968. Yes. And it was built on the back of the Planetary Grand Tour project that was scrapped. So the Planetary Grand Tour project was actually running yes. in 1968. Right. And it kind of got dismantled but then salvaged into the Voyager mission. Right. So she is technically correct. Well, not really. He, but- she is incorrect. <laughs> Philip is technically correct. Right. And sadly, that is the best type it of is. correct. It is. So, Michelle, you will be taking a walk down <sighs> the walk of shame with Gregoire. It's true. But he'll have to do it twice. It's true. I'll, I'll, I'll sit here at the beginning and I'll wait for you to come back. You can time me. <laughs> Don't only time me from 60 to 80 metres. I'll time you on Neptune time. <laughs> Normally at this point, Dan... I bring in a fantastic song, a wonderful, beautiful song that uplifts the heart scientifically and thrills you to your nether regions. A little tingle, 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 tingle. That is not my memory of No, that's, memory is fallible, Dan. It's, it's a subjective thing. And every okay. time you, you bring it back, you're destroying and remaking it. So, you know, I'm just you've saying. You've put in a lot of research to I, show just how much I've enjoyed these terrible songs you keep bringing in. <laughs> so, time, though, listener. Wait, these, these axes on these graph aren't labelled. <laughs> this time, wonderful listener, we've got something even better. Yeah. Dan constantly, constantly bags the music I bring in. Bags. Con- he constantly. Constantly. And, made, and, and one of, a couple of months ago, he made the comment about oh, rap. Oh, stop bringing in science rap. I think it was children rapping. Yeah. And you were like, oh, you just have to. Oh, so I'm so full of hate and ennui. I can't. And, so, and we, we, well, why don't we, we can do better. Why don't we do better? And he was like, yeah, we can do better. And then we just went silent. For, we went silent for a long I love period you, of I time. I love you when she says, oh, a couple of months ago. I think it was 18 months ago. <laughs> That's a couple? No, it was a, ne- Neptunian months. Yeah. Neptunian months. And, <laughs> so we, and went, everything went quiet. And we even asked the audience what we wanted. And people, people said two things. Two things came up. Yeah. One was feathered dinosaurs. Yeah. Which, <laughs> straight off the bat, there it is. <laughs> and, and the, the other, other one was our good old enemy from the start of the podcast, the Heliopause. Yep. Thank you very much to Kate Rohde. Oh, thank you very much, Kate Rohde. that one in for Brilliant, us. brilliant. At the start of the podcast, we were terrified of the Heliopause. We couldn't get our heads around it. We, we were talking four years ago. Yeah. We just didn't know what it we were talking about. It was our first fight, it was, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, but we kissed and made up. It was all good. So we basically have been learning pretty much nonstop for four years about the Heliopause. And finally... Have really? We have... Uh, you know what I did for three years is I avoided learning no, about the Heliopause. And then crammed for two minutes and, at the end. And then this rap song came in and went, oh, God. So we've actually created a rap. It's called the Helio Rap, and it's about the heliopause. And it is, in some places, unbelievably scientifically accurate. In some places. Six, five, four, three, two, one, stop! A charged particle shot out of the sun. Frenetic energy released to embarrass a gun. 500 k's a second and it's just begun. Fing, 
trigger on a trigger and a shot in the sling. A hot wind chock with hydrogen unlocked it. Rocks a childlike grin of a dervish with galactic spin. Starts in the core, fusion is the cause. It gets ejected with tremendous force. It's never gonna land on distant shores. It respects the laws of the heliopause. Starts in the core, fusion is the cause. It gets ejected with tremendous force. It's never gonna land on distant shores. It respects the laws of the heliopause. Charged particles blast so incredibly fast, but will soon be outclassed in a way they can't grok. Petards on their mass, they are savagely cast. The area trespassed, termination shock. Slow to subsonic, in no way cathodic. The story is chronic, and what lies beneath? Turbulent frolic, cold but not conic. The particles rollick in the helio sheath. I found it theorized, hunt for the prize. Data analyzed, we search for the cause. Chad's wins, capsized, galactic medium. Chastised, interface, baptized, the helio, the helio, the helio pause. The helio, the helio, the helio pause. The helio, the helio, the helio pause. Never gonna land on distant shores. It respects the laws of the helio pause. Yes, please, motherfucker, the eternal void. But if you think that it's empty, you're going to get annoyed like a female orgasm created and destroyed. That's an odd simile. Paging Dr. Freud. Stop, tick tock, check your clock and take stock. 10,000 hours travel and the helio shock. If you think that that's big, then you're gonna get mocked from the universe's eyes. It's just around the block. Stars in the core, fusion is the cause. Gets ejected with tremendous force. Never gonna land on distant shores. It respects the laws of the helio pole. Stars in the core, fusion is the cause. Gets ejected with tremendous force. It's never gonna land on distant shores. It respects the laws of the heliopause. Chat out. Another terrible song. Don't you dare. Don't you. No. 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 <laughs> that was Helio Rap by the Smart Enough to Know Better Boys. Us! Dan and yeah. Greg! You'll be able to download that as a real song off the website. Very good. We're going to put it on iTunes for free? Friends. I don't think we can do that. Oh, really? No. Oh. I don't know how to get something on iTunes. Yet. I don't think I've ever seen a song there for free. Oh, man. They want the, the money. Yeah. But it's a real song, and we will make sure people get hold of it and should play it at all times. And it's if you find a problem with it, keep it to your... No. Uh, <laughs> tell us all about it, and we love you, and we'll come around to your house and love your neck. Yeah, and we'll yeah. just love you until you're quiet. Yeah, we'll do a, we'll do a sequel to the song. Just, do you know why this took us 18 months? Because mm. we got really keen initially, yes. and we wrote most of it mm. in the first weekend. It takes a lot of time to do one of these things. It really does. And, and It's still not finished. And The version we yeah. just listened to, yes, we've still got to do stuff to. I have not actually heard the version you just heard, gentle listener, at this time. It doesn't exist yet, because we have more work to do on it. Mm. Oh, so mm. anyway. And what is that work? Oh, What's that work? Because we spent a month oh, listening to this and recording it. Oh. And I finally sent off the final package. Yes, the proof. The hundred proof. proof. Oh, I said, here it is. Here it's, it's done. And your response was, oh, that's great, Dan. It's great. But it's, it's fusion, not fission. 
The original version was fission, fission is the cause. cause. It's not the cause. No, the sun runs on fusion. I'm studying astrophysics, and for a year we've been working on this. Yeah. Never once picked up on that. Uh, Only the final proof that I go, oh, it's fusion. Only once I'd done all the goddamn work. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, but anyway, there you go. Helio rap. If you want to hear another rap from us, send us a good idea about rapping and we'll do it in a year's time or maybe two. You may, be, but it better be a good idea. Not feather dinosaurs because Dan will blow a bloody blood vessel. Actually, you know what? Don't send any. No, 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 we're going to do it. We're doing it. I don't it. want to do another one. No, we're going to do another one. We're going to do another one, but it has to, but it has to really interest us. It has to be, so if you can get us something that's really interesting, so don't pick Neanderthals because I know what you're doing or and don't pick astro bodies or stuff or don't pick, you know, the heliopause. Pick something else that you think we should rap about. And if it thrills us to our nether regions, we will have an album before we're 90. When I first said, you'll need to help me with a rap, your reaction was, oh. and now I feel your pain. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to do this. We, we're going to have an album. Smart uh, the, uh, the, uh... What? No! An album! An album! We, I finally ticked the box! It's been sitting in my box going, we've got to do this! An album! An album! Six albums and a movie! That's what I'm saying! (laughs) You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And Greg at smartenough.org! Please follow us on Twitter, SE2KB. And send all your suggestions about what the next rap should be about to Facebook at SE2KB. You don't even check that one! Now I've got to do all that too! Jump into iTunes to give us a rating. Absolutely, especially with, especially with the Helio rap that deserves a rating. Oh yeah. my goodness, we've rapped for you—a brilliant science rap that's better yeah. than all the other science raps. And we didn't have a video with uh, semi-naked women rubbing up against no. us, which could get us into trouble. <laughs> and as we always say, there's scientific method in our madness. I think I've actually I got a crush on two male bartenders <laughs> at, at the, both times. I've gone, you're lovely, and you're lovely. I yeah. thought I developed a crush on a bartender once, but yeah. then it just turned out I was a drunk. Yeah, but that could be it too. I don't know what's happened to me, but recently I went through a whole summer, and it never once did I go, oh, God, I'm dying. And yet people around me who are fitter, sexier, and stronger than me were like, and younger, were going, oh, God, that's the end. It's the, kill me, roll me into a pool, and I'll become a manatee. Yeah. So what was that about? Yeah. You heard it here first. Greg Wa does not believe in global warming. <laughs> that's, hang on. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Whoa, that's not what I said. Uh. <laughs> so that won't change that. What about the other one? What about myopia and... I will skip that question and move on to the next bit. And... <laughs> Yay, science. Uh, all right. Why is this going on small? <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> International Women's Day. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. Today's Men's Day again. Yay! Feels better. High Feels five. Good. <laughs> Woo! Ow! My girly wrist! That's even worse. I know. We're getting worse. I know. Uh, All two of our female listeners have switched off. We never switched them on in the first time. No, 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 don't, no. (laughs) You're not helping. I never do. (laughs) That's what she said. Ah! (laughs) 